Hello everyone and welcome to the Duke Pod. I am actually always wondering if people like the intro music because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of them are great. Like, you know, some of them people really put a lot of thought into it. Mine is still in its infancy. I just chose a generic one from the video editing program I have and uh, it sounds good enough to me. So I want to know what you guys think. So what are we going to talk about today? We are actually going to give you guys tips and thinking about what you should know if you're going to sell your house in 2021. As it is November, the year is coming to a close. It's for some reason 20 degrees outside and people are hanging Christmas lights. Things are all over the place, the pandemic. So we're, we're going to be talking about making having a walkthrough with your realtor. Two, painting. How much is going to make you a lot of money and save you a lot of hassle. Three, how to declutter and how to store all your extra stuff. Four, a very important thing to think about with COVID and having hundreds of people in your house. And five, small little renovations that's going to pay dividends. But first, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, first, let's congratulate Joe Biden for his win. Holy cow. Um, I'm not someone that follows politics super much. And there are a lot of people out there that also are maybe similar, but the U.S. elections are a whole nother level. And this year was intense. I can't believe what happened. It took forever. (laughs) And uh, we're going to still see if Trump's going to take this to court. So I'm really curious about that. Let me know your thoughts if you have any after you listen to this podcast about that, as it's super exciting. And uh, I'm going to start the podcast with a little bit of a joke. Uh, Now, this is uh, a legit thing that happened. And I thought it was just funny. So I have two clients that purchased their first house ever in Newmarket. It's not normally where I do real estate, but uh, they live in Markham and it was a referral. And yeah, it went really well. Only took three weeks and they found a house that they love for their budget. Uh, We were very uh, tenacious in in narrowing down their criteria, showing them homes, uh, making sure they're approved for a mortgage, all that stuff. So yesterday we went and revisited their house. They're going to get in December 15th. At the end of the revisit, we had a good time. They did some measurements, this, that, the other. At the end of the revisit, their four-year-old daughter, Mila, I asked her, Mila, did you pick your room? She goes, mm-hmm. And what color do you want it? She goes, red. Perfect. Mom starts laughing. No, we're not painting it red, sweetie. I'm like, all right, it can't be red. What color do you want instead? She goes, black. Oh, perfect. Mom's like, yeah. okay, Mila. And I'm like, all right, red and black stripes it is. <laughs> so we all had a good laugh at that. Uh, kids are amazing, right? Guys, if you're going to live in that house for like 20 years or even, you know, you're not going to sell it for like eight years, but you want the room to be red because you love red, do it. You just can't do it when you're selling a house. So here are tips for selling a house in 2021. These are uh, general tips that 95% of homes are going to benefit from just following these guidelines and getting your house ready to go. So number one, if you're going to be selling next year, even if you're like, ah, maybe next summer, like it's pretty far away. Like we're talking about it's November. There's barely any light outside and only a few hours a day. And you're thinking about selling next summer. Yes. Invite your realtor. Tell them, hey, you chances are you have a little extra time. Let me know when you can come by. Take a look at our house. Now, I've done this many, many, many times and it has very much to do with uh, step number two, which is basically painting. So I went to a condo back in uh, July for actually a friend of mine. We helped him purchase a condo three years ago. He got a good deal. It's a nice building. 
uh, three years later, it's worth $130,000 more in three years. Good for them because they only paid two seventy dollars for the condo. Now it's worth four hundred. dollars So he says, what do you think? We're thinking about selling maybe next month. And one month is enough time to get a proper idea of what you need to do. And really most of the things that you need to do will not take more than two weeks of prep work, even if you're painting. So tip number one, get your realtor in there, get some advice. Okay, what kind of things should we do? What kind of setup? Do we need staging, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. The general idea is that, let's say, if I were to walk through, I'd give them tips. For example, in this condo, I noticed that the walls um, were dated, okay? It's not bad, but they were dated. And if you painted it with a neutral base color, so one of the colors I love is crushed ice. A lot of interior designers use it. It's like an off-white gray, and it looks fantastic in pictures and video. Okay, if I'm gonna spend money on pictures and video, um, it actually has nothing to do with me spending money, but you as the client want to have the best looking unit out there. And if we can get an extra $5,000 because we did all this work, it's gonna be worth it. So I call up the painter and I say, hey, can you give us a quote? It's only 700 square foot condo. Like there's really not much you can do, right? Other than uh, just clear out as much stuff as you can. He says it's $1,000 paint included, okay? I thought the unit was worth 400. He went in there for one day, painted the whole thing for $1,000, and we ended up getting four offers on the condo, and it sold for $420. Guys, if you spend $1,000 to get $20 back, every one of us would be millionaires if we could do that 100 times. Now, of course, <laughs> in this case, you can only do that once because they only have one condo, but they got a 2,000% return on that. Another example I had was a, a four bedroom house in Caledon. So you might say, Philippe, well, I don't have a 700 square foot condo. I have a 2000 square foot house and it's going to cost me a lot more money. If money is an issue, talk to your realtor. Maybe they can include in the commission and get it painted because it's going to be easier to sell for them and you're going to make a lot more money. It's going to look better in all the photos, pictures, advertisements. Like when I sell a house, I do like 20 different items to advertise it on social media, online, on the website. I use the pictures and the videos for everything. So that is key. Um, I remember many times back in the past where people were like, don't paint the house. I just, I don't have money, just sell it. And the worst thing you can do, and maybe the worst thing you can hear about is how each room is like different colors. And then people keep coming in and their feedback is, house is a good layout, I hate the colors. People always overestimate how much painting costs. They're going to say, oh, it's $10,000 to paint a house. Okay, guys, in this in June, uh, or I think I was contacted in May, we had listed a, a four-bedroom, 2,000-square-foot house in June. Um, told the client, look, there's reds, there's greens, there's like all kinds of colors. Actually, the powder room looked really nice. It was great. But the rest of it, I'm like, look, let's paint to this crushed ice collar. I think it cost the client $3,200. She did trims, everything like that. Now, if you hire a very professional painting company, like top notch, like one of those ones where like they have middlemen and stuff, it's going to cost you at least 5000 But if you hire like a legitimate painter, like middle level, 33000 to 3500 for a four bedroom home, including trim and everything and really professionally done and fast. It took the guy three days, I believe, uh, maybe even two um, to complete everything. And, you know, there's no pressure on us. Like she's, she wasn't looking to she didn't buy something, have to sell. But she called me a month before we got it done. Once the house was ready, um, then, you know, obviously we talked about decluttering, how we organize it. That four bedroom house wasn't as far. It was north of, of Hamilton. So the prices are not the same like here in, in Burlington or, or Milton or Mississauga or Toronto. 
so it was we thought the house was worth 550,000 um, pre-painting and again people would have come in and no matter what if they liked the house the layout the the slot and the garages it had a lot of perks in there because four bedrooms but they would always comment and give feedback that the painting sucks you know we got to repaint it for 10 grand guys we painted it for 3200 uh, all in i don't know if she paid hst but that's that was on the client i set her up with a good painter i got her a couple quotes and she was happy she did that we listed the house for 600 so we're like hey if you do all this i think it's worth 575 then so we're increasing the value for 25,000. but let's list for 600 because we've got time we can test out a higher price and then after a week we got an offer we sold it for 583 so we sold it for even 8,000 more than the 25,000 i projected that it would sell for if we painted so that's 33,000 dollars difference we spent 3,200 almost a 1,000 percent return based on paint paint your house <laughs> unless you just painted in the last couple years uh, but if you're like me and you have kids and they're always sliding down every single wall jumping putting their feet up and running down with their hands and everything i might repaint at least part of it just to freshen it up because uh it's gonna make a huge difference uh, trust me the average person walks in a house and they basically ha know within 45 seconds in their gut in their mind in their heart if they're gonna buy the house 45 seconds you gotta make a good impression as soon as you walk in don't put tattered walls leave them up and be like don't worry people don't care about the paint Okay, easy stuff. We're talking about next year. You could have two, three, four, five, six months to get this ready, maybe even a year, whatever. Um, especially in a seller's market, like a market where if everything is, the more the house is prepared, the more ready it is, the more likely people are going to want to buy it. And the more likely people are gonna to wanna to buy it means that there could be multiple offers. If there's multiple offers, you'll get more money. You might get fewer conditions. You Boom, you might be able to sell it on the spot for that maximum money only takes a week and that's really important especially with these COVID times so let's talk about that two uh COVID tips okay two of my clients this year actually many of my clients this year we sold the house now everyone's a little bit paranoid about COVID and they should be no one really wants to get COVID but no one also wants to get their uh, parents and grandparents sick and you're gonna have 50 people come to your house okay so the first tip is whatever the market value of your house is try to lower it a little bit and then take offers after a week that way you'll get 50 to 100 people in your house in a week that's a rough idea based on what type of how price point it is and where it is and maybe the you know maybe you undermark undervalue it by 25 grand or something like that but then it only takes a week boom come the offer date maybe you get three four offers five offers whatever uh someone buys it that day and that's it you don't have any more visitors you can sanitize your house inside and you don't have any more people second thing related to that is that especially if you're you know you have some time you can prepare for this a lot of my clients especially with kids animals that kind of stuff um and like let's say a lot of uh, moms staying at home or dads staying at home with the kids uh you know some kind of mat leave or whatever it is you how many times a year like unless you're selling in the summer even then to be going in and out of your house like a hundred times letting people go in there so you don't interact with them you're not you know social distance and giving people time to review the house um look into talk to your family about possibly staying at their house for a week 
I had numerous clients do this, take their kids, they stay with their grandparents, their brother, sister, whatever it is. It's just a week, guys. You lower the price, you let 100 people in, you don't interact with anyone, you stay there for a week, okay? Maybe they cook you some meals uh, while you're there. Maybe you have a good time, you know, socializing with your family a little bit more than you have been this year because, uh, Jesus, this has been a <laughs> weird year for socializing, that's for sure. That's not really been... Um, a major theme of 2020 is socializing so get out there you don't have to worry about people going in and out of your house leave a lockbox we'll clean it just before uh right after sorry right after you leave the place we'll get it professionally clean maybe if you want like before you come back we can get it cleaned one more time same cleaning service no problem they'll wipe it down sanitize it and then the house is sold for the maximum market price boom bada bing bada boom you are done so those two things um now let's talk about storage and decluttering, okay? Uh, there's a few tips for this. Um, the third tip here, uh, I guess if we categorize them in major themes, is decluttering. A lot of people have um, a lot of extra stuff in their house, uh, maybe the different colors on the wall, we already talked about this. And the way you live, like if you guys come up to my house, I got two little kids, there are moments in the day where there's stuff absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and like, you know, there are moments where like the kids are like crying or hungry or whatever. And like, yeah, that's just the way I got to live right now. Um, yeah, of course, at the end of the day, I'm cleaning up. If I had company come over, I'd clean up. But uh, it's impossible for me uh, to live like that um, for like 24 hours. However, if I organize it really well, no matter what circumstance, I got to remove all the extra stuff from my house. Okay, so I'll give you a quick example. There's nothing on the countertops, especially in the photos and pictures. If you drink coffee every day, you want a coffee maker. Okay, leave your coffee maker after you take the photos. Where do I put all these things? The number one place to put all these things is if you have a garage, stack your garage to the max and almost to the width just leave at least a three foot gap so someone could walk from the door if you have one in the garage or they could just open the garage and walk to the end of the garage the rule is if they can see the height and the width of your storage so same thing goes for closets if you have uh you know walk-in closets or even closets and you want to jam some stuff in there go ahead just make sure people can see the width and the height of the closet it will not affect your sale okay so take all the extra stuff you have in the house that you think um, are too bulky and they won't walk through let me give you a quick idea okay if you have two pieces of two couches and like you gotta kind of have to shimmy your body to get around them that's too bulky <laughs> get rid of one of those couches if you're taking that couch to the next house put that couch in the garage first you can stack boxes on top of it you can put a cloth on it and put a few things on it whatever um, if you don't have a garage, you can put it in the basement, okay? I've done this before where let's say there's a room in the basement, there's a lot of stuff in there. As long as we see the width of the room and the height, uh, it is a basement at the end of the day. It's not gonna make or break um, the sale, but that is one way, okay? A lot of, I just went to a house yesterday. The house is immaculate. Obviously they priced it really low, um, but as soon as you open the garage, there was like a million things. There was an extra fridge there. There was like just absolute chaos in the garage. No one cared. They got like 10 offers on the house because it was the rest of it was beautiful. So that's what you guys got to do. Uh, what, I, what I'm also going to talk about is paintings or pictures of your family and also religious items. Okay. Um, the general rule of this stuff is you don't want to have any of that stuff up on the walls if you could 
okay? If you have uh, pictures of your uh, wedding day, your kids, um, uh, what I would recommend is that because it doesn't really affect, it's not going to improve your chance of getting the place sold unless someone's like superstitious that, yeah, you need to like a, you need to buy a house from somebody that's been married for five years and you know you can tell that the pictures on the wall the kids are like two and four or something it really happens that probably happens less than one percent of the time what people want is they want good history of the house or you know they want just a good layout and you want to provide them a nice clean house so what you should do is take all the photos put them in a box pack them up put them in the garage and then you don't have to worry about them anymore um, the other thing is uh, any religious items, crosses, any kind of praying stuff. Um, we're in Canada, guys. There's like, if there's a hundred people that come visit your house, they could be from any nation and any background, and you have no idea if they're Catholic or Muslim or whatever it is. So hide all that stuff. It's not going to give you any bearing. And some religious items may have certain smells to it that turn people off. So hide it all. Pretend that you have your neutral friendly. You're not doing any photos. If there's pictures that we want, they're going to be staged pictures or pictures that have general like light backgrounds, make people enjoy the space more. Not pictures of your family. If you can't live without it, fine. But these are just rules. Look, you're packing up and you're moving anyway. So might as well put these stuff in boxes and then you're ready to go on moving day. You're just like, oh, I already packed the stuff up. Great. I'm ahead of the game. And that's where you want to be. You want to be ahead of the game. Um, another thing I'm going to talk about is small renos. Okay. So the most important thing about renovating your house, getting it ready is painting, painting the house. The second most important thing are major items or minor items that maybe cost a few bucks, but they're imperative to the sale of your home. So I'll give you an example. I had a client contact me this year. Now they didn't sell their house. They keep talking about selling their house and one day they will sell their house <laughs> maybe not this year next year but when i went to their house their house is by lakeshore and cothra road in mississauga so it's in a great location it's right in port credit lakeview area it's walking distance to the lake all the parks over there the house inside is great uh it has you know an entrance to the basement and it's actually a newer house in that area so it's going to be super attractive uh especially at whatever price point we put it on basically. However, when you get to the house, um, the roof is destroyed, like literally curling, like straight up. Imagine put your palm hand straight up and it's curling. It's like absolutely destroyed. And you want to just get that done. At that point, you want to get the roof done because you have to think about it. People are going to come to the house. We're going to put a little bit below market value. They're going to love everything about the house because the inside is great. Everything is great. It's ready to go, turnkey, but the roof needs work. And people are going to be like, oh, it's $10,000. I'd rather just buy that other house with not with a good roof. Guys, the roof is going to cost you like $3,500. you are going to get $10,000 back. And if people see that you got a new roof, they're more likely to go with a firm offer with no home inspection. They got their financing in order. Firm offer means it's sold. You can move back in your house quickly. Or you, if you haven't moved out, you just don't need to have people in the house anymore. Get it done the highest price possible. Fix that stuff up. Don't leave that kind of crap around. If you got minor leaks, something, if it's very visible, okay? So just ask me, I'll tell you, like, hey, just get that done. Um, even if they got like half the roof done where it's like super visible, and not the other half uh, to save some money. I mean, I don't really think that's a really big deal. 
Um, if they absolutely didn't have any cash at all, um, you know, maybe there's some things we can do, but don't let that happen to you. Okay. You got an immaculate house. People are going to want to buy it. You don't want them to come to the house and be like, Oh, look at this thing that costs, you know, $2,000. We would have paid $10,000 more if they got that fixed. Now they're not going to say that, but that could happen in the end. You have hindsight is 2020. This is what this is all about. Use these tips guys. If you're thinking about selling your house next year, um, Call your realtor over, start the process so you know exactly what to do. You can organize it. You can get quotes for painting. Uh, trades in the winter generally struggle a bit. I think this year they're not gonna struggle because too many people are uh, renovating their homes and they know that they can't spend their money on vacations. But whatever, get that done, make your house ready to go, sell it for maximum value, and say thank you, Philippe. Thanks for all the tips. Okay, guys, have a great week. Philippe from Duke Cruelty Homes. See ya.